ইম্প্যাক্ট All of this of course to make this world a better place using technology. Tune in every week on htsmartcast.com and listen to the podcast. HT Smartcast is India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Let's get straight to this week's episode. Okay, this is going to be a very interesting and exciting episode. Let me tell you why. Let me give you context before we even begin. Um the date of July 1st is a very significant one. The government's ban on single use plastics is to be effective from July 1st. It's going to impact things like plastic straws that are packaged uh, with small juice and milk beverages, beverage packets that are sold by food companies. Um but also looking at an alternative becomes very 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 important. Uh, you know, arguably a lot of people say out there that there is no viable alternative at present. um when it comes to say for example paper straws right because manufacturers of small packaged fruit juices dairy products they've sought an extension on that july 1st deadline for implementing the ban on plastic straws and they said that well imported paper straws are expected to increase their input cost but it's unlikely to meet the industry's requirement the conversation this morning is surrounding that it's one of my most favorite segments we're doing tech for change and i'm very thrilled to be joined by mr ashutosh manohar Mr Ashutosh Manohar is the chairman of the Action Alliance for Recycling Beverage Cartons the AARC he's a carton industry veteran and currently the MD of Tetra Pak South Asia It's good to see you Ashutosh how are you I'm good thank you very much for having me I'm excited because this is something that you know you and I growing up this is something in some cases we might have used every day right you might have either yeah. poured a milk from a carton you might have drank juice from a juice carton uh, we had this tradition for a long time of indians walking on the road uh, if you get juice from a vendor or what not or you pick up a coconut a tender coconut it's very often that you will just you know the heel stick a straw in it and then you start sipping on the same right that's true uh, so it's something that for a lot of time just went unnoticed for a lot of us um maybe the awareness was not there but i want to start with something basic right um mm-hmm. waste management mantras right which you personally follow as as just an individual and you'd want everybody to follow um go ahead let's start with that <laughs> i think the simple basic mantra of uh, waste management is whatever can be recycled must be recycled mm. and nowhere does it apply more than the profession i'm in which is multi layer packaging for our yeah. fruit juices for milk milk derivative products uh, uh, milk shakes uh, buttermilk whatever you call it 
once the product is consumed that package is actually a valuable resource Mm. And it must be treated as such. We must regard it as a valuable resource, and then it needs to be sent into different recycling streams and so on. Because it is 70-75% paper-based, so it should be recycled because it can be recycled, fully recycled. And yeah. that's my mantra, simple. Right. Also, significant day. We're talking um, Earth Day on the 22nd of April as well. It's a day where everybody wakes up and suddenly decides to uh, pay attention. But for you guys, this is a 365, you know, a days a year kind of thing, right? Um, so it's a very, very important thing for you guys. So uh, on Earth Day, um, what are some of the various challenges, if I may ask you, faced by the country to make waste management and the segregation practice, right, of every household um, a reality, in your opinion? See, actually, anything that needs to be, that can be and needs to be recycled or any effort in that direction starts um, with us. It needs to be a collective mission, not just handed over to one part of the value chain, one stakeholder or the other. All of us are in it. And as and when we recognize that, we need to redouble our efforts. So let me talk about the beverage cartons. The beverage carton we make... First, the consumers have to make an informed choice. Yeah, yeah. Now, I notice that in the last 20 years or so, mm. I do see our consumers reading the label. Mm. They are very conscious about the ingredients now. Yeah. They are worried about sugar, for example. The, nobody wants to consume high sugar products. <laughs> but there is something else on the package, which is the recycling Mobius. Yeah. And I think we should, we should, as consumers, start to make our choices. Anything that we buy, we need to know or we should make an attempt to know where does it come from? Is it responsibly sourced? Yeah. Uh, was was there, for example, child labor involved? Can What happens post-use? So first thing is the consumer choice. Right. Now, we bring the package home and we consume it. Uh, if it is a small portion pack, we consume it in a single uh, event. Sometimes it's a one liter pack and then we consume it over a period of three, four days, whatever. Once it is done... Where should it go? And this is our weakest link. Yeah. At home, we need to learn ourselves and teach our children that there should be two separate streams. One is a waste, which is for wet waste, and the other one is a stream for dry waste. Now, in the society in which I live, I live in Pune. Yeah. Our society is a model society because we do not, we just do not send anything wet outside we use it for composting we have yeah. our own area for composting and we make fertilizers and we use it for our society garden we also give it to people ashutosh i'm very happy to tell you by the way that this is also relevant to where i stay right now uh, yeah. where, where i'm speaking to you like you know um with regards to say the segregation aspect that you just mentioned um yeah. in fact they found a very strategic way to kind of make people segregated. I don't know, maybe, uh -huh. you know, if it doesn't work in some case, somebody's listening to this, this really works. What they do is, um, for us, you know, there's obviously a maintenance that you pay, right, every month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a flat every time you do not segregate, right, and you keep mm -hmm. it outside your door for the garbage collectors to collect it. There's a flat 150 bucks that they put if every day you don't segregate. Okay. Oh, nice. And when it when it adds up, you no, know, at the end of the month, and you have to pay it, right? You have to pay your maintenance and everything. Otherwise, you know, 
the issues arise so um it's a compulsory thing so much so that i moved in recently it was a thing for me whereby um you know we used to put it in a in a in a plastic bag and the wet waste would be in a plastic bag um the recyclable plastic bag mm-hmm. and the dry waste would be in another uh, dustbin as well so much so that they came up to me and said that listen you're new here so we'll cut you some slack uh, <laughs> but your 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 wet waste cannot be in a plastic bag it's got to be That's you know directly from the bin and i said i'm, I'm extremely sorry but you know i i didn't know i didn't know better now and now i do right and now every day in fact that's the way we segregate so what yeah. you said is 100% i'm with you because it starts from a consumer choice which is where you yeah. you know you started this and then in fact also these smaller areas of you know these associations and what not if they take that active effort it really trickles up to the larger you know producers of the same the people who make the yeah. cartons and what not because they will realize that hey our, our consumers want this choice right and, and there's yeah. no other way around it yeah so the first thing is to segregate our packages into dry waste. Yeah. So, for example, don't mix it up with wet waste because then the package is soiled and the recycling becomes that much more difficult. Correct. So that's the first thing we need to do. Yeah. Now, when you have the dry waste segregated separately, the next step in the value chain, recycling value chain, are the roles played by the urban local bodies. Absolutely. Whether it is a gram panchayat, municipality, or a very large municipality, any municipal uh, corporation that collects, sends this garbage collection trucks, the dry waste comes or should come separately and should be stored separately. And that's where the third part of the value chain, uh, we call it rack pickers, they are NGOs, they are waste management companies, there are different uh, people involved here. So when the dry waste heap is collected, we get a, a local NGO and we work with a number of them around the country yeah, yeah. to segregate beverage cartons in one area mm. and then they do it for the for the other formats, you know, other plastic uh, items and so on. Once that is done, then we collect it and uh, then we take it to the next step, which is called bealing, which is we compress those uh, those beverage cartons and so they become, uh, you know, uh, more efficiently transported. And also to malleable to... Yeah, like you said, and for yeah. transport and also yeah. you can mold it easier into other things. Easier. Now, recyclers, we have uh, five of them uh, uh, as are dotted around the country. Mm. And what we do there, different things happen there. There are two kinds of uh, recycling. One is the whole package itself is converted into, for example, the table that I'm using right now, the desks in really? the schools. Really? Where you're sitting yeah. right now? Yes. Very cool. So, it is. Uh, we have we have this display furnitures in uh, various uh, you know schools that uh, we work with. Nice. We donate it. There are chairs made, even auto rickshaws right. that you use. The backrests of the passenger seats. Very nice. Uh, they are usually made from this. Then there is something more. The roof tiles. You know, they are converted into roof tiles and they replace the asbestos sheet. You know that asbestos is yeah. now more or less banned. Yes. Yes. So once we substitute virgin wood uh, for furniture making or the roof tiles which are made either from asbestos or sometimes from tin, I think it is a very good use. So that's one thing where the carton, the whole of the carton is recycled. The other thing is to separate the carton into its constituents. Mm. There are three main constituents. One is paperboard. Now, remember, the food contact paperboard and this aseptic cartons, 75% of, uh, of it is fiber. That fiber has to be virgin fiber, high quality virgin fiber. So once 
the used beverage carton is converted into paper board that paper board is a valuable resource to all the paper mills in the country they can convert for example i have right here a recycle writing pad you know <laughs> nice. this is made from recycled thing. very cool look at this pen this is also made from recycled uh, paper board you can mm. see that brown paper board it, yeah. so you can convert that then you have aluminum and polyethylene mm. usually that goes from solid uh, to energy waste which is cement cleanse and so on but increasingly we have found another use for it which is we can convert that into different shapes you know it's a very moldable thing right and it can be used to convert into different shapes in sri lanka for example i saw a very clever uh, person he converted uh, a little bit of paper board and alufoil into a shape of an elephant How nice. and that is a gift <laughs> item you know if you have elephants in sri lanka so you know multiple things happen. yeah you know it, like what you're saying ashutosh it all comes down to a choice and you know i was thinking about if, you know from my perspective i mean uh, my wife and i have just moved into this house and uh, when coming to furniture right there's a choice that you can make where yeah. everybody says that hey you know you should get solid wood furniture it's so beautiful <laughs> it's so heavy but we went for the uh, i mean actively we went for the whole um, you know there's an engineered wood kind of uh, which is made from leftover sawdust yeah. which is yeah. uh, um, they mix it into plastic a certain kind of uh, wood that they yeah. things like that so we ended up actively making that choice and um, uh, you know it's 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 a small things right because these are things that you'll use for years Um yes. uh, you've also addressed very beautifully the most important change makers in the journey of the waste segregation and recycling like you just did and how they contribute to the cause as well so I'm going to move to my next part of the conversation which is action steps right mm-hmm. small behavior mm-hmm. changes um that should be adapted by an individual uh, a community and at a government level to bring a really remarkable transformation in the waste collection and recycling scene in India Yeah. Now uh, the government has two arms. I mean one is the regulatory body and they have come up with this uh, plastic waste management rules, waste uh, solid waste management rules. So they have done the legislative part they have done. Mm. The weak link in India as with most other enforcement is the implementation. Yeah. the implementation. So if the government uh, says uh, first of all awareness campaigns right from the children at school all the way up to you know until you are maybe 10th uh, 10 standard we should be exposed to various things and we do a little bit ourselves as arc uh, so uh, we have this alag karo campaign that is we work with various schools and you know we go to them and say oh, you, know, nice. you look at this beverage carton after you consume you keep it you wash it you keep it separately and children find it a fun activity yeah so i just want to yeah, sorry interrupt you for a second what you just said with regards to because i think many people miss this point um when you use a, a carton like you just said washing and drying you yes. know uh so 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 important sometimes we say that hey you know i've used it i'm sending it for recycling but that whole aspect of washing and drying makes it takes things such a long way absolutely yeah. and you know something very heart touching heartwarming the uh, the rag picking uh, ngos that we work with sometimes uh, we also work with them to educate them mm. to tell them you know this is a package what is it used for what is it made of and so on so it is a fun thing and uh, you have to catch them young and they send civic sense this sense of responsibility towards uh, uh, just the community the and everyone the everyone. community yeah. and all of that even keeping the segregated waste bags separately at our doors and yeah. making sure they go to the right so the whole 
every single stakeholder in this value chain plays a role and if the government is able to enforce uh, mm. these guidelines awareness on the one hand and enforcement so what is the enforcement mm. the enforcement is not a penal enforcement i have in mind right the enforcement will be imagine you have a brand a mm. or brand b i don't want to use any uh, yeah, yeah, sure. any specific brand I'm glad you and are. say if as a government i come across brand a which is behaving very responsibly maybe allow me to print a star on my brand and say uh, you know central pollution control board certified brand and that would be my marketing selling point and then if you have a lot of uh, a few other brands which are not doing their bit then the government can go in and twist their arm gently and do what they can so if we have both the awareness the local bodies which are sensitized to this Uh, arc will do its part about educating helping our customers first of all to segregate but also educating children and other stakeholders about how to handle it must be a collective uh, mission yeah. for all of us yeah i think you know as um, which is a sad thing for me to say but it is the re- reality is we only wake up and pay attention when it affects you and i directly on a daily basis right and uh, what you guys are trying to do at arc what you're trying to do you know at tetra pak and things like that um is prevent that reality from happening every day from That's something true. like a problem with plastic um you know affecting us on a daily basis right um sure. very very you know valid point there so um moving back to you know the the other questions i kind of had from you um with regards to the kind of waste right that we kind of generate what are you know some of the waste that are absolute assets and not exactly waste which every individual should aim to actually segregate to make uh, you know the waste impact on society a little less but like how some people say there's actually gold here i think and the first <laughs> thing that comes to my mind is when you say this is number one has to be compost true so i think i i should uh, speak about the beverage industry with which i am very intimately please, associated please, for yeah. many years first of all look at the carton package itself as to start with the carton package based on the fact that it is 75% uh, renewable resource it comes from wood the carbon footprint of that package is the least carbon footprint compared to any other packaging format that you have in the world and right. i don't want to name any of them but you can imagine what do you consume your carbonated soft drinks in or milk so first choose the right packaging format then look at it and and now we are choosing a brand and look at it and say is it recyclable is it recycle is it not recycle and so on so you make a very informed choice mm. and then you step forward now remember another thing the aseptic carton that we work with as arc has this technology which does not need refrigeration okay or preservatives okay so imagine this some of our brand owners they produce milk maybe a thousand fifteen hundred kilometers away from the point of consumption and who is uh, some of their best uh, consumers indian army believe it or not yeah so up to siachen <laughs> heights of siachen to the eastern side of our country to the 
fish uh, fishing community in Andhra Pradesh coastal area, for example, they go out into the sea for fishing for seven days straight, and they can come back to, you know, refill their milk. Yeah. So they take our the the aseptic cartons on board. So you know, so no need for refrigeration, and we are a vast country, as you know. Yeah. So no need for refrigeration, an informed choice of a package which is recyclable. Mm. But there's only one half of the story. The other half of the story is to make sure that once the carton is consumed, it is directed to the right stream. Then you have the NGOs and West Vickers who collect it, who bail it, who send it to our recycling centers. Mm. And then finally, again, it comes back to the consumer. And that is, if I want to buy a pen or a writing pad, for example, if I see that it is recycled, as a consumer, we should do that. I'm very happy to hear that someone as young as you, allow me to say that, I'll take advantage of the fact that I'm much older. <laughs> no, no, come on. This is like, uh, no, no, not at all. I wouldn't say so. I mean, uh, but let's, honestly, yeah. honestly, Kay, when I was your age, I was not even aware of okay. this recycling thing. But when you go and buy a pen or a paper or a writing pad, if you choose, consciously choose this recycle. I'll give you another example. My nephew was uh, recently married mm. and he, without us getting involved in that, he and his wife insisted on buying recycle, you know, invitation cards. Oh, lovely. I mean, cards which are printed on recycled paper. That's great. This is what I mean. Yeah. So when we do that, we create a pull from the market and then we will have a higher value for recycled products yeah. is the right thing to do. So, so all of my wife and I, fun fact for you, my wife and I, when we, we just recently got married, we didn't do invitation cards. We said that we're going the eco route. We sent it on WhatsApp to everybody. Um, oh, no, you're right. Yeah. My nephew sent uh, e-whites to those who can handle it. But there are a few yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For who, them, you have to go and hand over. Hand it know? over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely, I know what you mean. Uh, the yeah. problems of getting married. Okay, anyways, let's come back to the topic. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, you know, getting to, of course... Um, you know the, the 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 assets that the absolute assets that are not exactly waste, like you said. You know, um, it's all this waste that we generate on a daily basis. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that list? No, I mean anything that is recycled should be recycled, needs to be recycled, and we have to play our part. And everybody in the stakeholder, in the all the stakeholders in the value chain should play their parts. I love and, how uh, um, you know. Off late, and I, you've probably seen this online, there have been like these um, movements of people of sorts, you know, uh, where, you know, we order, I'm, I'm not, again, like you said, I'm not taking any names, but we order from e-commerce sites and uh, the packaging sometimes is a nightmare, right? Yes. Uh, for the smallest of things, the packaging is a real nightmare. Uh, there is actually a way that you can go to those websites on their portals and request for a more eco version yes. of packing. Um, yeah. I, I've seen that movement off late and I, I did it myself. And, um, you know, now my parcels uh, come in much smaller boxes. They come with a lot less plastic. They come with a lot less packaging and, thing. and there's an actual way that you can do that. Um, and moving from that to, um, of course, Ark's vision for waste collection, for recycling, especially for beverage cartons. You've said this multiple times in our chat that what can be recycled needs to be recycled 100%. But what is the larger vision? Where are we expecting to go with this? The vision of ARC, which is the Action Alliance for Recycling Beverage Carton, is to support the industry, including the manufacturers on the one hand and brand owners on the other hand, to deliver on 
their extended producer responsibility. Now, let me explain. It sounds very exotic, you know, EPR and some of our, you know, we have more than 100 customers that uh, yeah. we, brand owners that we work with. And some of them do not know where to start yeah. because they, they have never done it. So what ARC does is ARC will uh, work with those brand owners and tell them, okay, where are you located? Uh, for example, if you're located in Shimla versus Bangalore versus Mumbai, or these towns are easier to handle. Mm. These smaller towns, the B uh, uh, towns and the C towns, that is where it is difficult. Sure. So we go there, uh, our people go there, work with the brand owner and say, what is your basic, I mean, where is the area where your consumers live? Let's go there. Let's find out where do they buy from. Now, we know that not every single carton can be recycled. But if your major outlets are in this part of the city, let's have some recycling bins there. Mm. Once you, uh, so it is a brand owner who will install the recycling bins. Now you have to educate the buyers, the customers who come in, you know, the retailer needs to do his bit also. Yeah. And he needs to say, you know, if you want to dispose of these cartons, here is a collection uh, point there, collection bin there. Then we have to establish a, uh, let's say, collection system to bring those cartons back from smaller towns to bigger towns and from then to recycling street. Yeah, yeah. So this is what needs to happen. We need to sensitize everybody. And I think it is happening. And ARC has done, to my mind, a very reasonable job working with these brand owners. And we have more than 100 of them. And uh, we work with them and establish. Constant help them process. establish this. Yeah, it's it's a constant process that is growing, um, and and you're also trying to educate more and more people uh, yeah. because, like you said, uh, you know, if you don't catch them young, it's very very difficult to kind of ingrain the same in them. Um, moving to the efforts being made by Arc and and the partners to scale up the recycling of these huge uh, used beverage cartons. Um, talk to me about some of those uh, efforts, and uh, you've also—I I know you've already focused on quite a few of them. But if there, there are any that you've left out that you'd like to highlight a little bit, I'd love to hear about them. Um, we do different things with different uh, brand owners because you know different brand brand owners have very strong uh, they, their presence is stronger in different areas. So we have this uh, collection uh, bins with them. Uh, work with NGOs with some one uh, work with urban local bodies with the other. Our idea uh, as our case bring the post-consumption uh, cartons into an area in the radius of one of our recycling uh, you know, stations and then bring it into the recycling uh, plant itself and take it from there. See, you know, the Terry report, uh, the, the Energy Research Institute report says 40% of the cartons are already recycled. And we have, as ARC, been associated as individual industry players, brand owners associated with this effort for more than two decades. Then we formalized an advocacy platform called ARC in, in the year 2018. And we have established this. We want to go to 70%. We want to go to 90% someday, even 100% if that's possible, and recycle everything. There is a challenge for the manufacturers. And the challenge for the manufacturers is, can you convert the beverage carton back into beverage carton? Yeah. Now, yeah. that is a circular economy. 
today for various reasons it is neither legally allowed nor technically possible but we are talking about 2022 when you talk about 2025 2030 i'm sure some of the manufacturers are already working on recycled yeah vinyl. yeah absolutely. and that's the ideal fully recyclable and fully recycled carton is where we want the manufacturers to concentrate their effort and i'm sure they will do it right and you know you were just also talking about EPR guidelines. I mean, EPR guidelines um, for plastic packaging, which were notified by the Environment Ministry this February, if I'm not mistaken, they do yes. provide a framework to strengthen that circular economy, Absolutely. like you just said. Also, according to the new rules, I mean, the producers, the importers, the brand owners, I mean, they have to provide the details of these recycling certificates, you know, only yeah. from registered recyclers, along with details, by the way, of, of you know, yes. quantity sent for the end-of-life disposal by June 30th uh, of the next financial year. Uh, and that is while filing of your annual returns on the online portal of the Central Pollution That's Control right. Board. Um, yeah. we, we've touched upon a lot of lovely conversation, but I want to kind of close this out by talking about something very relevant to, I'm sure, all our listeners who, you know, kind of maybe this will affect them directly. Recently, there's been that discussion around banning all those kind of straws um, <laughs> and uh, other straws that come with, cartons right um are those recyclable because usually when you buy a juice carton you get yeah. that uh, little straw that's sandwiched on the side for you to use yeah. um are those recyclable as well absolutely let me show you what i mean by the sure. uh, by the integrated straw right now i hope to be able to find a package uh, okay here it's it gonna is be cool yeah um you can see that yeah i can see that yeah right that is the straw that is associated, that is integrated with our primary packaging. Okay. This straw is made from a high-quality polypropylene. This one here is a high-quality polypolypropylene. And what we have done is once you consume the product, it can go back, you know, push it, push the straw back into the carton. Okay. And we have done several random checks about... 90 to 95% of the consumed packages, post-consumption packages that come back to our recyclers have straws inside. Yes. Now, the advantage of our straw is if you push it in, it will stay in. We also have introduced a little ring here at the bottom. Yeah. It will not allow the straw to come out. Now, if you really, really pull, it can. But ordinarily, the uh, straw will not come out. We call it retention straw. Okay. So, it goes in and stays. And stays there. there. Yeah. Now this is these are the kind of straws that the manufacturers of uh, straws have introduced, and these straws are recycled. The problem with this um, replacing them quickly, and all of our brand owners who work with Arc, they will follow the government guideline and replace the polypropylene straws, integrated straws, uh, over a period of time. Ah, they basically okay. need time. You know they. If this has to be replaced with paper straw, what I understand from brand owners is the machines that are required, there are three kinds of machines apparently that are required for making paper straws. Those are very slow speed machines. Got and it. we need they in a much in faster India, speed of 5 billion. Yeah. 5 billion. So, you know, it's it will take a year, two years um, for the industry to replace this. So what we are asking the government is give us a little bit more time and until then you kindly exempt this, uh, these straws because, you know, young children, they need to use straws. Patients in the hospitals uh, who are 
you know, Good some point. of those have tremor in their hands. They need straws. So please don't ban them. The industry will respond. The manufacturers will come up with the paper straws. The brand owners will use them and stick it. And we will have the recycling stream. Let's mm. see what the government does. I hope so too. Uh, I hope it comes, you know, comes around. Uh, but sorry, just to of uh, a side question. I know that I said that that was my last question, but because as you were talking, I kind of uh, thought of this. I still need to rinse that carton before I stick the straw in. Isn't that right? No, you can put it in. I mean, consume the. See, this is uh, what is this? Uh, this is apple drink. Consume the apple drink and push the straw back in, and that's it. The rest of it will take care of. Don't soil the, I mean, don't put it into the other weight stream because then it will be soiled with other stuff. Got it, got it, got it. You don't need to, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, This has been such a cool bit of conversation which has opened my mind to the window of possibilities that uh, are there. Uh, with regards to, you know, all these kind of packaging, these beverage cartons. But honestly, you know, Ashutosh, um, I think um, it's it's rare to find your calling plus, uh, you know, um, looking at a larger cause in one job. And I think you found it. So, uh, you know, um, to, of course, the entire team at Tetra Pak India Private Limited and, of course, to uh, ARC as well, uh, which for people who are not aware, we've spoken about it multiple times, is the Action Alliance for Recycling Beverage Cartons. Um, I want to wish you guys all the very best. And, uh, you know, here's hoping that we ultimately reach that goal that, uh, you know, you guys have been trying to achieve. Absolutely. We will reach that. I mean, our partners, our brand owner partners, our manufacturing partners, they have been involved in this for decades we are committed to it we are on the same side here we don't want our seas our parks to be littered with anything plastic and we are committed to replacing just give it enough time government of india yeah okay that's our request that's uh, mr ashutosh manohar who's managing director for the south asia markets at tetra pak uh, india private limited um you can find more details of uh, arc which is uh, of course the action alliance for recycling beverage cartons on line as well it's a simple google search away we'll also leave some details in the description below um if you've not checked that out yet uh thank you for listening to another episode of tech for change and uh here's hoping that with these small little waves that technology makes it can actually be used for good that's what the idea of the podcast is and thank you so much for being part of the episode ashutosh appreciate it thank you very much happy recycling everyone Thank you so much for listening to this little episode of Tech for Change. You can find me, your host, K, on uh, Instagram. I'm probably the most active there at the rate off air with K. That is off air with K-A-Y. I'm going to be back next week for another episode of Tech for Change. And if you'd like to give us feedback, well, you as a listener can reach out to us on at the rate HT Smartcast on multiple platforms. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Now, to listen to more podcasts, make sure you log on to www.htsmartcast.com. I'll see you soon. Take care. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.